It's another litre of breast milk, Jen. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Geordie. That was a fake hello because I do sound rough, but not that rough. I don't know. Dog rough. Dog Dog rough. rough. Dog rough. Woof. No, it's sexy. It's sexy. You think? Sexy. Where's me fags? You got a cold, didn't you? I've got a cold. That's right. Get out my pub. I like a little rasp. I, I've often wished I sounded more like a, a sexy French lady rather than a four-year-old child. You need to scream at your husband more. <laughs> it's, it's not really cold, is it? You got screaming through. Yeah, I've been screaming at him to shut the hell up because I've had to do Zoom classes and Zoom things from home and they've been chatting away in the back. We're all in COVID lockdown. That's why. Not COVID lockdown, but isolation. Okay, I thought you were going to say Zumba. I thought you were going to say, I've been on Zumba. What's Zumba? Is that a porn site that you know about? No, isn't it? Isn't that like some dancing Oh, thing? Zumba, Michelle. Oh, Zumba. <laughs> I don't know. Zumba, Zumba. So here we are, Michelle. It's the week after the anniversary episode. We had a year anniversary party last week, didn't we? We did. It was cake all week, all week. And we had so many lovely messages from eavesdroppers all around the world. Oh, we did. And we want to thank you all. Yeah, wishing us a lovely happy birthday. And some people we didn't even realise had uh, stuck with us. Yeah, I know that's always encouraging, isn't it? We've got people like Ben Rosenthal, who is still listening. And I thought he would have given up after the first See You Next Tuesday, but he's still there. So thanks, Ben, for sticking <laughs> sticking it out. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Babs, who introduced me to podcasts in the first place. So that is high praise indeed, because she's got great taste in podcasts. Thanks, Babs. Oh, thanks, Babs. And uh, my friend Rachel Delahaye, who is a wonderful children's book author, she sent a little message saying, you girls are so funny or something. I mean, she was probably more eloquent than that. So shout out to Rach and also Lindsay Jones, who said, I think she said we were foxy minxes or saucy oh, minxes like or that. something. I like that. Thanks, Lindsay. So along with all our regular contributors, we'd like to thank those people and the rest of you eavesdroppers who are too shy to write in. Thank you so much and keep on eavesdropping and thanks for helping us celebrate our one year anniversary and putting us into the top 10% of top 10. podcasts globally. Whoop, thank whoop. you. I have a question. Actually, I have a, I have a request of all of you eavesdroppers right now, Michelle. Can you... In addition to subscribing to the podcast and listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast, can you please go to YouTube and subscribe to our, is it a channel? It's a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube channel. Eavesdropping podcast. You don't have to listen. Just be there. And actually, I'm a little behind on that, but that's normally where we put, well, every, every week you can listen to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, We also put all of Geordie's dancing videos although like I said I'm a little behind on that but it's coming it's coming and yeah so get on it get on YouTube guys that'll be great because then if we get lots of people on there then we can start making the money making the moolah we want to get some uh, more exciting things going for you this year so it's all down to you guys as our listeners and our contributors as well but we need you and you need us so happy birthday to us and thanks again guys So, Michelle, this week's a big one, isn't it? MLMs, the pyramid scheme that's not a pyramid scheme. Does anyone know what an MLM is? Well, it's it's like a Clayton's cat, isn't it? What's the Clayton's cat? 
you're Clayton's cat. The drink you have when you're not having a drink. The cat you have when you're not having a cat. Ah. It's the MLM. It's the pyramid scheme you have when you're not having a, py- a pyramid scheme. That's what an MLM the is. The business you're in when you don't own a business. <laughs> the business you own when you don't own a business. Is it that? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's being a boss babe when you're not a fucking boss. You're being manipulated by some people at the very top who've decided to start a pyramid scheme, basically. Is that what we're trying to say? Which is essentially a cult. Strong words, Michelle. Oh, I know, but come on, you just got to get straight in there. Sorry, maybe you can tell our, our listeners who maybe don't know what an MLM is. What exactly an MLM is. <laughs> an MLM stands for multi-level marketing, which means that there is somebody above you and somebody below you generally. That's right, isn't it? It's not a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme because those things were started by people who were wanting to, almost like a chain letter, isn't it, Michelle, where you say, give me some money and I'll, and then you get somebody else to give you money and then I'll give you some money when I get some more money from the people that you've got money from. Is that how you do it? Kind of. You better explain it better. Geordie also thinks it's a network marketing. I haven't really seen it described so much as that. So with MLMs, the easiest way to describe it is it's a fucking pyramid scheme. So imagine a pyramid and you've got your person at the top. They recruit two people below them. Now the person at the top is the upline And for them, the people below them is the downline. These are terms that if you join an MLM, you will quickly understand because you get a lot of pressure from your upline to sell and then you have to put pressure on your downline to sell. So the difference between a a pyramid scheme and an MLM, supposedly, according to legal terminology, is... A pyramid scheme has nothing to sell except the opportunity to make money. Whereas an MLM, you have a product that you are actually selling. However, the product here is not even secondary. It is way down the list. The way you make money in an MLM is through recruitment. A little bit like what you were just saying, you have to bring people in because the more people you have in your downline, the more income you will make when they recruit because you get a percentage, not only of their sales, but you also get a percentage of money just for bringing people into the business. So there's actually currently a an MLM called Young Living, which is in a massive lawsuit because they have been flagged by the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission in America. Uh, They've been flagged as a pyramid scheme because it has been proven that if you are part of this MLM, you cannot make money from selling products. Their compensation plan is structured so that you cannot make money. You can only make money from recruitment and that 100% is a pyramid scheme. And illegal, Michelle. It is illegal. So that in a nutshell is, is what an MLM is. So the people at the top make the money and the people downline underneath unless you got in early unless you're an early adopter you won't make money and in fact there is a statistic i do love a stat michelle stat time they do say that that one there's only the top one percent is the top one percent that makes money in a in a mlm 
Is yeah. that the stat you're looking for, the 1%? Well, I'm flipping that round. So uh, there was a statistic that I read uh, from the FTC, like I said, Federal Trade Commission. They found, after studying 350 MLMs, the FTC found that 99% of people who join MLM companies lose money. That's not good. I'm just going to say that again. 99%. They lose money. People, you cannot make money from MLMs. And this applies to all MLMs, not just the 350. So basically, let me flip that around. If you join an MLM, you only have 1% chance, not of making money, a 1% chance of not losing money. Oh, that's the stat. This is terrifying. So you've got to think about this because MLMs target really vulnerable people. They tend to target people who are stay-at-home mums, single mums, disabled people, people who need to work from home. They're giving the opportunities to work from home. You'll never make this much money in a job. You'll be your own boss. When you're like MLMs target people who are really vulnerable. And certainly I know that when I was growing up, uh, Nutramedics was big in Canberra. Which is the like losing weight shakes and stuff, is it? Vitamins? No, it's skincare. And they had this beautiful um, apricot oil that you could buy and we absolutely loved it and mum was into Avon you know she had turns being an Avon rep ding dong I know and I think Jen might even have been a Nutramedics rep but we loved it loved these products and I actually think mum may have signed up and she was a mum with four kids who had no income coming in so I don't know how she struggled to even find the money to buy that starter kit and this is what they do They make people buy starter kits in order to become part of the MLM. And these starter kits can range from all kinds of different prices. But I have been thinking a lot about this. I want to just point out, if you have to buy products to get into the company, you are the customer. If you have to pay, then you're the customer. You're not the boss. Do you think that Jen perhaps would have sold her breast milk to raise the startup costs? Well, that's what people are doing in the States. That's what they have been known to do in order to afford these huge startup costs. I looked into an MLM, which I will talk about later, which I think it's about $6,000 American to start up. And once you're in these MLMs, Michelle, and you're selling and you're not a rep, A rep is something different. A consultant is what they call them or a salesperson. A rep is something different because a a legitimate company can have a rep, a representative, someone who is selling door to door or in a similar manner, but they're not having to buy more product monthly. This is the problem. This is why people get into debt when they're in MLMs, because not only do they have to pay this up to six grand startup costs and have all their downline, and put pressure on their downline, but they also have to hit a certain target. So they have to buy a certain amount every month. So if they make money or not, it doesn't matter. They've still got to buy a thousand pounds worth of product to it, to be able to stay as the, in their status. And then there's the parties. I mean, not all of them have parties, but you've touched on something here about you have to monthly buy a certain amount. And this pressure comes from your upline. 
because if you don't buy, then the up, your upline don't get the money and they're getting pressure from their upline. So it, it is such a high pressure um, environment for people who, you know, maybe don't have the education to see exactly what they're getting into here. So I have a list, Michelle, of some currently operating multi-level marketing companies. Do you want to hear them? You might be familiar with some of them. The big daddy of all of them is Amway, which has been investigated multiple times in many countries for pyramid scheme allegations. So you've heard of Amway. Of course. I think they even had to change their name, didn't they? I think so. And now they've changed back to Amway. But yeah, they're cleaning products. Yeah. Cleaning products. And then you've got Herbalife, which is what I thought your mum sold. But no, she did something different. Herbalife is meal replacements, shakes, vitamins. A lot of people say that they're just ineffectual and it's just another bloody pyramid scheme. Then there's something, Michelle, which you might be interested in called Monat or Monet. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's M-O-N-A-T, Monat. Natural hair care company. And it's apparently making people's hair fall out. And it's facing numerous lawsuits. I was about to say that it's all over the internet that they are being slammed for, for people's hair falling out. Can you imagine? It's a shame because the product looks good. It's not all about the marketing, <laughs> no, is it? No parabens or anything. And they say that the, the company says that the hair loss is associated with the fact that you, your hair is detoxing because you're used to using shampoos <laughs> like you and your new wash. And then after a little while, the breakage in the shedding has been so alarming for most customers and they are saying that it's the buildup of product that is killing the hair follicles. It's oh smothering your hair follicles. It's so terrifying. Fuck, you've got to be careful. Because these products, if they were so good, you'd be able to buy them in stores. Jeunesse is another one. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I have. That's an anti-age skincare multi-level marketing. And it's facing a billion dollar lawsuit for operating as a pyramid scheme. Now, I had a look mm. at the website. And it looks very MLM with conferences and supporting kids with cancer, claims of breaking records. The thing is, though, you've got a saturated market in skincare and all this sort of MLM stuff. And it means it's Mm. hard to earn. And then you have to buy the product yourself if your sales are low because of that monthly amount that we spoke about before. Well, I want to tell you an MLM that shocked me. Neil's Yard Remedies. Yeah, that is. Well... Did you look into it? Is it an actual MLM or is it there like is, a rep? There's an arm. There's an arm of it, which is an MLM. Same yeah. with the body shop. Jamie Oliver as well at home. So you've got Neil's Yard, which you can go into a store and buy. That's not an MLM. They have created a whole other arm to their company, which is an MLM style pyramid scheme. So it's... I was really shocked when I, I read that about body shop and Neil's Yard. But you know what? In a way, you can see how big companies like that can be tempted into creating part of their business, which is this MLM scheme, because it's big moolah for the company to do that. Because otherwise, they just use internet sales. Yeah. There's no reason that you need to go to a shop. No. But it's... It's really funny, actually, because you, you go online and people say, MLMs are just like any other business. Well, they're not. Because, for example, if you went into Liberty to buy an eye cream or whatever it is, the woman behind the counter does not turn to you and say, hey, hon, wow, you've bought this eye cream. I've got a fantastic job opportunity for you where you could do what I do. 
but this is what MLMs do. So it's not the same. It's not like any other business. And people just have to be really careful about getting into it because people are zealots about these products because they cannot reconcile the fact that they have been sucked into a pyramid (laughs) scheme. They will never, ever, ever admit it. They'll come up with all of these excuses as to why you haven't succeeded, but it has nothing to do with the fact that they're all being manipulated and brainwashed. Before I carry on with my list, Michelle, you just touched on something before the hey hun. There's something called an MLM hun, isn't there? Basically, and look, and this is all much more prevalent in America where MLMs are fucking rife. It's, yeah, the MLM Han, where it's, hey, like somebody you haven't, who you went to school with and haven't spoken to in 15 years, suddenly they'll slide into your DMs with a message, hey, Han, saw your Instagram, love it, had a feeling you might be great for this business opportunity, where you can be your own hashtag boss babe. (laughs) And it is really frightening because it'll be friends that you haven't seen for years or people that you went to high school with or worked with Mm -hmm. when you were 10 not that you work when you're 10 but you know what I mean (laughs) and and this is part of the sales strategy that people in MLMs when they get recruited and they are they have they have to pay to go to these conferences Mm. to learn all about and I will stress here they don't go to the conferences to learn about the products they go to these conferences to learn how to sell Recruiting. and how to recruit. Yeah, And it is all about your life suddenly is not about enjoyment. You are trained and brainwashed into seeing every single social interaction as an opportunity mm-hmm. to recruit. And that is why... Someone who you haven't spoken to in 10 years will suddenly be like, hey, Han, wow, you honestly, I think you'd be great for this opportunity. And if you like one of their pictures, then you're screwed because that's it. You'll be straight, straight away hooked in any opportunity that you give them. And often, you know, that's why the party model is such a such a success is because people don't want to appear rude, do they? Mm. And these pictures to get you on board, onboarding. They can go on for hours and hours and hours, but you're just too embarrassed to say, you know what, I I need to go. But the thing is, a lot of these aren't a party model. A lot of them are simply like online models. That's the future of MLMs where it's, it's less about parties and more about like recruit, recruit, recruit. Mm. So using your own personal networks and, you know, you were, talking about your your list there are two MLMs where I know people who are involved in them one is doTERRA oils the other is new skin and both of them I mean I call it doTERRAfying because <laughs> it's really really scary mm-hmm. I mean we've all been on Facebook and seen Stella and Dot which is MLM there's also Mary Kay so if you want to find out more about that one, because that's quite, that's got quite a lot of negative press. And they all a, do. <laughs> there's a website called thepinktruth.com where you can find out more about that one. To be honest, Mary Kay doesn't interest me at all. It sounds like it would smell bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just sounds really 80s. I mean, it's been around forever. It's one of those ones that have been around for a long, long time. Who wants to buy into a brand called Mary Kay? I don't. Nobody. Nobody. Oh. But then, of course, there's my introduction to this kind of thing, which 
Surprise. I've got some surprising facts about this one. Avon. Ding dong. Avon calling. Who doesn't remember the old Avon lady coming to the door, especially if you lived regional like I did when I was growing up? We had a local Avon lady and she used to come and knock on the door. And I ended up with a collection of disgustingly stinky perfumes, but all in these ceramic doll shaped bottles because I was crazy for dolls. I would always get one. I hated the perfume, but I loved the dolls. Jen used to sell Avon. Now she still she buys did. it. She still buys she? Avon. She loves the products. And when we were kids, Avon, they had actually great marketing because they would create these little perfumes or solid perfumes or colognes or whatever it was in these cute little bottles. And every child who looked at that Avon catalogue was like, Mom, I want that. I want that. And, you know, Jen would have to find the money to buy, yeah, the the perfume dolly. That's another litre of breast milk, Jen. (laughs) Oh, God. But Jen still, Jen still has an Avon lady that she buys from. You know, she loves getting a talc from Avon and whatnot. Well, the thing is, it used to be direct marketing, which is different to MLM. So that's a different kind of style of selling, which meant door-to-door sales, like I said before. And it is, guess what? It is the oldest and the second largest MLM now, because it did change to an MLM in 2005, under Amway. So it goes, Amway Avon. Who's third? I don't know. Don't ask me questions like that, Michelle. <laughs> I've got another stat, though. There's about 6.5 million Avon representatives in the world. Now, how can there be that many? Because if it's now an MLM, they'll need downline. It's going to be hard. I don't know. I mean, if anyone's got any info on this, please inform us. Because, you know, we're talking about MLMs, but really, even in our hour-long podcast, we can do nothing but scratch the surface of this because there is so much to know. And even people who have been in MLMs for five years still do not understand the structure or their compensation plans. Because they're able to change it all the time if they want to. There's also Tupperware, Michelle. Tupperware! Oh, yeah, of course. It's been around so long that plastic containers are routinely called Tupperware. Yes. The product is good and the consultants aren't as aggressive. So perhaps that's why they don't need to be so aggressive because, you know, it's it's an essential product that people need. But obviously Tupperware is probably not really necessary to have those kind of parties anymore. Can you imagine how boring that would be? Here's Reddit user Darren from Finance's thoughts, though, on retail parties. <laughs> this is what he says. Okay. He says retail parties are deliberately confusing people by applying a social model to a business transaction, making them feel compelled to attend and buy something so as not to be rude, which is what I was saying earlier. Well, come on. We all we all were roped into sexy lingerie parties when we were. Oh, and Summers. I got a free vibrator. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It was a oh rabbit my God. because I yeah. had a party. Yeah, we all loved it. When we were in our 20s, a gang of a gang of us girls, we loved the Ann Summers parties. Oh, God, a gaggle, a gaggle of girls. Yes, they'd hand round, they'd sell you the nipple tassels and they'd hand round all the different vibrators and then Jesus next week we'd, someone else would do another party. You don't really yeah. get anything. You got a free pair of free G string or something, or a free vibrator. You got a free vibrator. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a high ticket item right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Geordie, have you ever been? Has anyone ever tried to recruit you into an MLM? There's our bond, right? So, Michelle, you just asked me that question. Uh, have I ever been tried to be recruited? Yes, I have, because, like I said, I've got family in our bond, 
and it is pitched as a luxury skincare and makeup brand and wellness. And 75% of its consultants are female. And they have sales pitch parties or conversations, which, like I said before, can go on for hours. So, yes, I have been privy to those. And I've even had a get together at my house where I've got myself a free item and got I signed up for a year or something. I paid the big dollar to sign up because it would meant that I got an item cheaper. It was very confusing. And one of my friends that used the product in the pitch came out in a terrible rash. Oh, God. But, of course, that was her fault. Because part of um, Arbonne is that it was founded by the makers of... La Prairie. La Prairie, that's right. So, you know, that instantly gives it some level of credibility. The other thing that they like to tell you about in Arbonne mm-hmm. is that, and they often, this is the pitch you hear a lot, is that they slam the beauty industry for using animal carcasses and, you know, animal byproducts in all of their moisturizers and things and they also tell you that you're all the time you're using anything but our bond you're putting huge amounts of petroleum into your biggest organ which is your skin so they use a lot of fear mongering and a lot of putting down of other brands and things okay they hook you in pretty quick you can't just purchase like i said before you'll have to have a meeting and they'll discuss your needs and if you express any confusion you're made to feel a bit ignorant or stupid yeah and i've got some really interesting information about our bond here michelle it's about QAnon. While I was doing all of this research into MLMs, I kept thinking the people who get sucked into these are the same people who are QAnoners and believe well, all of these things. Like it, there's a connection. Network marketing, how those people are trained in spreading their word through network mm. networking. Mm. So they're the perfect people really to spread any kind of misinformation. Yeah. So this particular MLM, there's a former Arbonne rep on Reddit who said who has this story to tell. In Arbonne, she says, there's one person who is referred to as the top income earner. She's been in the company for decades and makes a huge amount of money. And she also has a huge amount of influence in the company because most of the company are in her downline. That's how long she's been in it and that's how high she got. So when she posts things on social media, she captures the attention of thousands of Arbonne reps. So in the 2016 election, she openly endorsed Trump, having never been really interested in politics before. And when the Wayfair conspiracy theory happened. Now, have you heard about the Wayfair conspiracy? It is. It's funny that we haven't heard of this, Michelle, because it's so deeply intrinsically linked to QAnon. I don't know how we missed it. You know, Wayfair is a company that sells furniture and things. Mm -hmm. In America. In America. At one point, they had uh, some huge ticket items like uh, cabinets and wardrobes selling for an enormous amount of money, like thousands of, of dollars. And they had names like Samia and Yuritsa. Theorists believe they were containers with missing children inside, with trafficked children inside. <laughs> now, this was being widely, widely debunked, including the Samia who went missing that they used mm-hmm. as a, oh, hello, there's a man with a towel around him just walked into your room. He has. I've got a naked Swede walking behind me. <laughs> Geordie just saw you. Don't give drop her- that towel. Don't <laughs> drop that towel, Andreas. Give her a shake. No, don't. <laughs> don't do that. 
So anyway, there was this girl called Samia who had gone missing and her her missing persons picture was being used next to this picture of um, Wayfair furniture, hugely inflated prices. And they were linking it saying, this is what's happening. These children are being put in these containers and people are buying them in the know, are buying them from oh Wayfair. Oh my God. So she oh. even had to go on, on to social media to debunk it, Samia did. So when that hit the internet, this top earner from Arbonne claimed that God had called on her to speak out as a patriot. Oh, fucking hell. And she was quick to join that bandwagon, accusing celebrities of eating children, as well as all the other out there <laughs> Q claims. And she encouraged, she encouraged thousands of consultants in her downline to also speak out in support of QAnon to follow her lead. So oh remember... These consultants look up to this woman as the pinnacle mm. of what they can achieve. And in addition, Arbonne trains them that the best copycat wins. Right. Okay. So she's she's an influencer, yeah. not just in makeup. I mean, no, the no. power these people have is scary. Fundraisers and cultish merchandise followed, despite the company not endorsing it. They absolutely had to say, we do not endorse this. But the woman had the attention of a vast population of consultants. And that message spread quickly due to the very nature of their network marketing, like a virus. Oh, rack off your dag. Piss off. No one can bury you. fucked. See you next Tuesday. Give me black dog up, yeah. You know, I first I first got interested in MLMs when a woman that I know she she said to me one day, you know, I've got all these oils and I need to sell them because I keep buying more, but I'm not using them and I'm not selling them. And she was she's a massage therapist, and so she was buying the oils to use in her massage therapy. But during COVID, she had no clients, obviously. So she but she still had to buy all these oils and. I kept thinking, why don't you just stop buying the oils? And she sort of explained, oh, well, you know, I I buy them from this company and if I buy a certain amount every month, then I get them cheaper. And But now they're, they're stacking up and I've got no way to get rid of them. Can you help me? I said, yeah, yeah, I can come over. Let's talk about the oils. And turns out it was doTERRA. I kind of thought, this doesn't seem right. And this is when I first got interested in doTERRA because I thought there's something something weird here that she has to buy oils every month. Why can't she just say, "Hey, this month I'm not I don't need I don't need any oils." So it turns out she's obviously in someone's downline. Mm-hmm. And I'm not joking. She had thousands and thousands of Frank's worth of oh oils God. just around her house. She'd been buying supplements that she never wanted and didn't use. Do they sell supplements as well? Yeah, they do. Oh. And and uh, body products and all sorts. Oh, I see. You know, she wasn't allowed to just buy a couple of oils a month. You know, she had to buy the box to house them. Mm. And you have to buy all of this stuff around around it. So, you know, she she was in deep. The amount of money that she had lying around her house in oils was her rent for a couple of months. You know, I mean, wow. it's big money. And so, I, you know, we were talking about, oh, the oils and and she was saying, oh, you know, they're like the highest quality oils on the market. They're certified therapeutic grade. And I was like, hang on, hang on. Uh, I was like, 
because I know a lot about oils. Very oily. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's interesting you say that word. People call themselves oily people. What? So it's like, I'm an oily mum. I'm an oily... Uh, what, doTERRA o- sellers? Yeah. And really? And if you're oily, it means Ew. that you are in, in... It's like almost like you're a hun, right? Ew. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of gross language. But I do know a lot about essential oils. And it's really interesting. These oils... These, these people have been so brainwashed into thinking that they have the best quality oils in the world. Well, honestly, it doesn't take much research or duck, duck going to find mm-hmm. that there are lawsuits against doTERRA because they claim they have 100% natural oils. No, these oils are full of synthetics and it's been proven. But you cannot tell a doTERRA rep that these are not 100% natural oils because they will come back to you and say, well, these are, they are absolutely the highest quality oils on the planet and they are 100% natural and they are 100% certified therapeutic grade. Now, the problem with that is that this certified therapeutic grade oil doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Therapeutic grade oils do not exist as a concept. You have essential oils or you have diluted oils. There is no such thing as a therapeutic grade oil. And certainly doTERRA have cer- have certified therapeutic grade oils. Problem is, if you pick up any doTERRA oil and you look and it says certified therapeutic grade, there's a little TM is there. There's a little TM next That's to it. That's their trademark. So they've trademarked this collection of words, but it's meaningless. Ooh. It doesn't mean anything. They made it up. So all of these people are spouting therapeutic grade oils, uh, certified therapeutic grade TM. It doesn't mean anything. So people, please, like, wake up. There is no such thing as a therapeutic-grade oil. While you're talking about this, I'm just thinking about the people behind the brands, right? These people who think, oh, wellness, oh, oils, oh, high-end beauty products. But they're probably people like Keith Ranieri, who we covered in a previous episode, who used to work at Amway and thought, oh, and also, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. What's his name? Is it Jeffrey Epstein? I think so. Yeah. He he ran Ponzi schemes. That's where he got his wealth. Right. Fucking dodgy. These are dodgy minded capitalist businessmen who just know how to manipulate Market. the law and marketing and then they they put this front up, this shop front of beautiful oils and it's natural and it'll appear it'll appeal to the you know, like wellness group of demographic or whatever. Well, the scary thing about doTERRA is that they make false medical claims. And this is what is really, really scary. Basically, if you become a wellness advocate when you sign up to doTERRA. And you don't need to have any training. And yet you can tell people how to use these oils. And people are doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So there was a series on um, Netflix called Unwell. And the first episode was all about MLMs and in particular uh, Young Living and I think they touch on doTERRA and both of them are essential oil companies both run out of Utah both with Mormon links Mm. and there is there was one woman who had 16,000 people in her downline wow she's making big dollar and the thing is she was 
making all of these medical claims with no facts behind it. And all of these reps do it. So there's this thing called compliant language, but they also, where you can say, for example, they recommend cinnamon for anxiety, but you're not allowed to say it, to use it for anxiety. You have to say uh, cinnamon can help reduce the symptoms of anxiousness. That is compliant language. But the company also train you to know that anything you say behind closed doors, i.e. not on social media where it can come back to you, you can say whatever you want. And the problem is that this woman on Unwell, she was claiming that doTERRA oils cured her cancer. Oh, no. And she said, yeah, I had this uh, cancer, I put oils on and, yeah, I was cured. Turns out she didn't have cancer. She just had a tumour that the doctors cut out and she put a bit of oil on and now she's telling everybody. Well, she's got oh 16,000 people in her downline to believe that she's a cancer survivor because of doTERRA oils. You go online and there are all of these stories about people who have uh, autistic children who have been prescribed doTERRA oils to help their kids' autism. People who are saying, forget taking your insulin, you just need this doTERRA oil. <gasps> Oopsie. Really, really scary stuff. And these false medical claims are what is really terrifying for people who believe in these oils and they are risking their health. Now, you go onto YouTube and there is a whole hashtag anti-MLM movement. Mm -hmm. And there are people saying, this is what happened to me when I was in an MLM. And the one that I watched was about a girl who, from her upline was prescribed to start ingesting um, essential oils. oils. Oh, my God. Now, anyone who is an aromatherapist or any any ki- has any kind of training in essential oils knows you cannot take essential oils internally. You just can't. And yet doTERRA on their website tell people, yeah, you know, you can just pop – like why, why have lemon juice when you can just pop a uh, – a drop of lemon oil in your water and have that every morning. Well, I'm sorry, but you cannot ingest any kind of essential oil. It is so damaging. And this one girl who is on YouTube, and I'll put a link to it, she was told by her upline that she could take peppermint oil. Well, she burned her esophagus. She has ulcers and she has long-term health problems from doTERRA oils. I popped a drop of peppermint oil in my shower this morning to clear my bronchial tubes. Yes. Now, look, you can inhale, but you cannot internally take essential oils. It is so dangerous. So I also watched a documentary, Michelle. Okay. Lula Rich, recommended to us by Yannicka Bailey. So I watched it with her because I was in Amsterdam amazing. last oh, week. Wow, amazing. So Lula Rowe is the name of the Lula Rowe. Yeah, it's a leggings company mm. and it's a multi-level marketing company. And their head office is in Corona, California, which we thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they sell brightly colored tops and one size leggings. They sell to independent retailers, a.k.a. consultants and their mm. minimum purchase or entry level box that you have to buy when you become a rep or consultant is five grand plus American dollar for cheap shit leggings that's right and this is where 
this is where they started selling their breast milk to afford it, you see. So it's not just Jen that does it. Oh, my God. Jen, keep your breast milk. Just hang on to that. It's it's gold, Jen. It's worth so much. You could start 100 MLMs, Jen, with that breast milk. Anyway, so there's Deanne, whose name I didn't get down. She's a single mother of many children, and she's the one who started it. She's selling skirts out of the boot of her car. She's a, she's a ch- children hoarder. She's got about nine kids or something. Oh, my God. Then she met Mark, equally many children. Oh, and guess what? They are both members of the Latter-day, the Church, Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints Church, a.k.a. Mormon. That's a Mormon. That's the thing. Mormons, Utah, MLMs. It's yep. intrinsically linked. It is. And really, if you have any kind of doubts about your MLM, like, is this an MLM? If they're based out of Utah, they're an MLM. So anyway, Deanne and her one of her older daughters, one of many daughters, decided to make skirts and they started selling them to friends and then they started selling them out of the boot of their car and eventually they had this woman in 2012 come to them and say, I've got some friends and I want to sell lots of skirts. I want them to buy lots of these skirts. And they said, hey, what about you buy some skirts from us at a small price and then you can sell them to your your friends for a markup. And that was their first retailer. So then they had all their downlines and their uplines and their exponential increase and everybody loved them because... They were cute, fun leggings, and they were buttery soft. Now, Mark's parents used to sell Amway, so he understood the model. So did Deanne. She used to actually sell Amway herself. So they understood very much about how to turn the salesperson, turn the customer into the salesperson. Right. There's a woman called Ashley Lautaha from Hawaii, who was the third retailer. She loved the maxi skirt, got in touch with Deanne. Deanne flew out to meet her and trained her how to sell, much like Avon. So... They'd pay $10 for a skirt and sell it for 25 And everybody wanted to join. It was advertised on social media. So 2012 was a good time for that kind of social yeah. media spreading the word. Then the leggings started. They were stretchy. One size fits all. Then they had the super size. So really it was two size fits all. Um, <laughs> and every pattern was different. So it created a buzz. And often you'd run out. You didn't know what leggings you were going to get, like what patterns you were going to get because it was whatever was in stock at the time. And they had little cute patterns and it was like a exciting unboxing videos and all that kind of thing so it exploded michelle there were big conferences and parties and cruises but you had to pay to go on them and katie mm. perry performed at events and then the mormons started to creep in it was all family first women being empowered blessing lives we're blessing lives we're empowering you then it was all the girl boss hashtags that you spoke of earlier if you ever posted anything on instagram it had to be to do with lula and it had mm. to have the hashtag lula famous and all this kind of thing so hiding behind that guise of empowerment was actually a toxic patriarchal and very old-fashioned message at one point deanne encouraged women to get on their knees once a day to keep their men happy. That's a good message, isn't it, Michelle? Oh my god. Like me and Mel Gibson. I know. And they weren't they weren't praying, let me tell you. <laughs> there was a big head office that must have been in Corona. It was called the home office and the long-term consultants would become mentors. Now these mentors would need to pay visits to consultants to interview them and they'd ask them how their marriages are going and encouraging their husbands to join. And leave their jobs because what they wanted, Michelle, was for them to all have their, their all their eggs in one basket and be completely reliant financially on the company. So one day this consultant was having a meeting with her mentor 
and she, this consultant made loads of money. So they, they pinpointed her as being one of their top earners. And the pressure was on for the husband to join. And when he said, no fucking way, the mentor said to her, well, maybe you should get a new husband. So they're, <gasps> they're quick to turn it around. That's what usually happens. Like they'll start by praising you. They'll build you up. My God, you're perfect for this. You'd be amazing. You're so outgoing. This is how it happened for me as well. You're so outgoing. You do a great job. And then when you say, oh, I don't know, they're like, well, you're, you, you know, your time is worth more than any job you could do where you earn, you know, 15 pounds an hour or whatever it is you earn. Your time is worth more than that. And you don't, you've got more time back. It's, it's a no brainer. Then you go, well, I'm not, I'm still not sure. They're like, oh, come on, don't be stupid. Then they start, then they turn it around. And then if you say no, absolutely, you're kind of just cut off. You're not any use to them. Well, if you go onto these anti-MLM sites or see anything, a lot of them will say, when I started expressing doubts about the company and MLMs, I had women turn on me saying, how dare you be anti-feminist? How dare you take an opportunity what? away from a woman? Your negativity is taking an opportunity away from a woman. You're a woman hater. And really scary. And in fact, there is this thing called the bite model of control, which is very much about how cults and MLMs recruit people. It's behavior control, information control, thought control, emotion control. And exactly what you just said uh, about when someone tried to recruit you, they start off with you trying to yeah, encourage you and then it goes into behavior control, information control, thought control, mm-hmm. emotion control, scary stuff. So if you can't afford to keep buying your product, your inventory each month, Michelle, they encourage you to just get more credit cards so you can buy more. You've got to get more, more, more. If it's not working for you, you're not making enough money, the company will tell you you're not working hard enough. And Deanne will also say that consultants should get a nanny or a home assistant to do all the things that aren't LuLaRoe-based. No. So these women were getting checks, you see. They were getting checks, bonus checks, whenever they, you know, through the recruitment, huge. They'd have two cars, they'd have big houses. They'd look very successful very quickly. Mm. But then the trouble started in the boxes where one consultant had a soaking wet pair of leggings because the company had blown up so quickly they had huge amounts of, of um, leggings that were all being stored in cages in their parking lot. Oh. So there'd be things like smelly leggings. One consultant Ew. went on to return them. And on the website, in the drop down menu, there was actually the heading stinky leggings. <laughs> She's like, what? This is a thing? <laughs> gross there were other problems as well there was low quality they were tearing they were off kilter hems i mean they were just whacking them out it was an absolute factory situation here like hot house patches yeah. of sun damage the the ordering at this point was so rampant that they couldn't keep up with the demand and the stock was dropping in quality but no one was taking responsibility so who was going to take the rap for that? The consultants. That's yeah. going to damage their reputation. And the fabric had changed. The buttery soft leggings were no longer. It was just a shitty fabric. Sometimes old prints that they were told had sold out would suddenly turn up two years later in their boxes. Oh, yeah. There was an actual whistleblower from the fabric design team who said they were making shortcuts in order to meet their demand and their deadline. And some prints were so unfortunately placed that they made it onto the news. Oh, they were, no. <laughs> like, for example, there was a hamburger print that was placed in an unfortunate manner across the crotch. <laughs> a labia. Or Hot a penis. Dog. Hot dog. There was penises in the crotch. There were labias in the crotch. Consultants were starting to feel gaslit with comments like, the problem is you. Yes. 
you hear that a lot that if you if you're not making money you're not putting enough time in you're not good enough salesperson it's nothing to do it's never anything to do with the company it's all about the problem is you absolutely so at that point they started to make a change that lulero started to make a change in how the bonus checks were paid Mm. and i'm not quite sure i couldn't quite understand how it was but they they halved in the end so i don't know what it was based on anymore but those massive checks would be halved or less and in an attempt to get away from that was probably in an attempt to get away from the stigma of being a pyramid scheme and then they implemented a buyback policy where the consultants could actually send back inventory and be fully refunded they couldn't do that before michelle they had to take the hit for these right. stinky leggings Oof. that meant that people were more inclined to either join or to leave so lularo at this point had paid a hundred million dollars in refunds and then two months later they canned the refund policy suddenly huh. And these consultants were all plunged into debt. Oh, God. With these stinky leggings, boxes yeah. of stinky leggings they have to try and sell. Yeah. flog them all. Like 20 grand's worth of, of stuff because she hadn't, this one consultant didn't have time to send things back. So <gasps> many lawsuits, including copyright infringements of the artwork. Oh, God. All sorts. It, it was so bad. So so what's the upshot with LuLaRoe now? So they ended up having to hide money in several limited companies because they knew it was coming. And in the end, Washington State, they filed a civil lawsuit suing them for being an illegal pyramid scheme. In the end, they settled. And they said it was because it was affecting their business. It was affecting their reputation. So they just settled. So Mark, who was the husband of Deanne, his philosophy of litigation says he settles, he takes ownership. Sorry, you had to sue me to get my attention. So in 21, February 21, the case against LuLaRoe from Washington State settled for 4.75 million. That's not that much. That's not that much. I suppose. Publicly, they deny any wrongdoing and they say that it was a business decision and part of the settlement meant that they needed to change some of the policies and update the refund policy and this has had an impact on other MLMs. Okay, wow. So that is the upshot of So it's still Lula going? Rich. Still going? Yep. yep. In the documentary, there were consultants who had left, a lot of them, who were destitute. Uh, who had lost marriages, who had been excommunicated by friends, family. Yep. And then there were the ones who are still at it. Yeah, you hear a lot with MLMs that they'll get you to try and recruit your friends and family. And if you can't, they will brainwash you into thinking that those people are not supporting you and you need to isolate, like you need to get them out of, out of cult. your life. This is a cult and it's also... Cult. It's brainwashing. It's a, like a bad relationship. It's like being in an abusive relationship where your husband isolates you. AKA gaslighting. Yeah, pretty much. So it's um, it's really, look, there are so many, there's so much stuff on YouTube. Like you said, this Lula Rich documentary, I'll put a link to it. Unwell, you can find so much about why it's scary. And yet so many people still fall for this get rich from home scheme and people just please be careful unless you're that one percent at the very beginning of the pyramid at the very top you will lose money 99 percent, you will lose money in this documentary even Diane was saying that the most su- successful consultants were having 
eight parties a week, or no, more than that, huge amount of parties per week selling this product, you know, yard sales, parties, coffee mornings, sell, 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 sell. You don't stop. And that's why she said, get a, get a home assistant, get a nanny, get a house cleaner to do all the other things because you'll be working 24-7 to make that money. Well, this is it. Like you go on and people talk about their MLM experiences and the way they talk about it, they say, I got out. It's the same language that people use when they talk about getting out of cults. And they say, you will never work so hard for so little money. And it's 24-7. They brainwash you into thinking every single social interaction is an opportunity to make a sale. And more than that, if you if you were to be working at a minimum wage, even at McDonald's, you do your hours and you get the money. With MLMs, you can put in all the hours and still walk away with nothing. Well, minus nothing, Michelle, because you've got all the stock and you've got all the outlay. Yep, you've made an investment. And remember what I said earlier, if you have to pay money to be part of something, you are the customer. You're the one who, you're not a, you're not a boss babe. You're not an entrepreneur. You're a customer and, well, not even the employer, the person who's selling to you, you're being made a fool of. You're a cash cow. Yeah. So please, people, be careful. MLMs are scary. Wise words, Michelle. And I'm sorry that if any of our listeners are into MLMs or are selling an MLM or part of it and they don't agree with what we've just said, I mean, yeah, there are two sides always. And some of these MLMs are still going today. But one thing for sure, especially after the LuLaRoe thing, is that the laws have to be looked at. There has to be refund policies. There has to be some protection and accountability because at the moment these MLMs are running in such a way that they can make up their own rules and they can change them whenever they like. And they can make up their own trademarks and pretend that it means something. Pinch of salt. You know, don't use that stuff on your hair that's going to make it fall out. Don't use those oils that are synthetic and going to burn your esophagus. You know, just please do your own research. Do your own duck, duck going, just like Michelle and I do. Although, do you know what? That is a catchphrase of the cures, isn't it? Do your own research. Oh, is it? Yeah, but two sides. Make sure you you look at both sides of every argument. That would be my major tip of the day. Listen, Michelle, we've come to the end of our chat now, which is a blessing for my vocal cords, I tell you. I I really... I have to apologise for the sound of me. Oh, well, you know, you do look, I mean, you do look, you look sexy, but you sound sexy too. <laughs> thanks. Oh, well, I hope you feel better, doll. And um, yeah, thanks for all your great info on Lula Rich. And thanks Amazing. for yours. Thanks for your info about dough terrifying, as you've called it. I, I feel so scared for people with these essential oils because in the wrong hands, they can be so harmful. You know, these false medical claims that they, they make, people are, creating health scares for themselves and for their loved ones by putting their their faith in the hands of basically snake oil merchants so be careful peeps with that very very intense warning from michelle margarita (laughs) we would like to bid you farewell and just remind you to whatever you do wherever you are keep on on is dropping is dropping Drop it, 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 drop it